Up and at him in the morning. Live here. Uh, Allie from 15C in the house. What is going on? How are you, Allie? Oh my gosh, I'm doing great. The sun is shining, spring has sprung, and um, we are getting quite a treat right now. This is really exceptional. Yesterday at your winery, you hosted Nick Vice, uh, the winery of the same name. Same name. We have the proprietor, the winemaker. Nick Vice is here. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for being up and at him in the morning, sir. Thank you, Adam. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. I feel honored. Thank you. So you're from the Mosul region of Germany. That's correct. And just talking to you off the air, it's fascinating to like figure out just how unique this growing growing region really is. For someone who maybe is unfamiliar, we're talking like the west side of Germany, close to the, the border with France, right? That's correct. Yeah. Let's talk about this region and why it's so special and so unique. Well, our region is... Um uh, you sh- I mean, you should really go online and, and look it up. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's an, an amazing uh, wine region. It's a valley with extremely steep slopes. And uh, the Mosul is a river that starts in the Vosges Mountains in Alsace in France. And um, it flows north, uh, northwest. Um, and then it makes a turn, a 90-degree turn towards uh, northeast. And then it um, enters Germany where the three countries, France, Luxembourg, and Germany meet uh, right at that border of the three countries, and then it, it runs um, from there north uh, east through an extremely windy valley all the way into the Rhine, about an, an hour south of Cologne. That's where it ends up in the Rhine, and um, it's an extremely picturesque, almost dramatic landscape because the 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 the, the side the hillsides or the the slopes are so extremely steep, and. Um, all along the river, people are doing viticulture, <clears throat> ancient viticulture. History dates back to Roman times. Our uh, largest city in the valley, in the Mosul Valley, is called Trier, T-R-I-E-R. That is the oldest city of Germany. It was founded 17 before Christ um, under the Roman Emperor Augustus. Uh, so that was he was the emperor at the time when Jesus was born. Wow. And... Um, well, um, that that city exploded, um, and like already uh, two hundred years later, like second century after Christ, that city had uh, as many as um, seventy to eighty thousand people living there, and many of them were Romans, but also Germans, and um, of course they mingled, and um, they were living the Roman wines, a, a, a lifestyle wine style. I was going to say, yeah, a lifestyle. Which means uh, they wine were, style works. Uh, wine yeah, style right. works yeah. as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were they, they were they were eating well. They were drinking well. Uh, they found the the ancient dump yards um, of the of the ancient city of Tria, and it's amazing how many oyster shells they found oh, there. Wow. So they they were bringing in oysters from the North Sea off the Belgian coast. Um, uh, in those days, I mean, we're talking about you know a time that's very thousand years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they were drinking wine. First, they brought in the wine from probably from Italy over the Alps, which is quite a task, um, and also from southern France because the Romans already settled also in southern France, and it brought the wine probably up with ships up the Rhone and then um, through Burgundy and then into the uh, the, the Mosul Valley. Uh, but very soon they started to to do viticulture on a larger scale there and. Uh, Never stopped. So our wine culture is um, um, more than two thousand years old, which uh, which I find fascinating. Oh, it certainly is. We have Nick Weiss. He is 
an owner, winemaker of uh, Nick Weiss Winery in Germany in the Mosul. Super exciting conversation. I've always kind of been really interested in how, like, the rivers over in Europe, whether it's in Bordeaux or the Rhone, that influence that they have on vineyards. I want to talk to you about that coming up next. Nick Weiss, German winemaker, along with Ali from 15C, are up in Adam in the morning. German winemaker, proprietor Nick Weiss is up in Adam. He's visiting the States. He's in California. He's on the Central Coast. He's in the studio. So interesting to learn about the Mosul and this growing region on the west side, on the extreme west side of Germany, right near France. You know, so many of these European wine regions have so much influence with the water, the rivers, right? Whether it's Bordeaux and the, mm-hmm. the estuary of the Rhone and, or the Rhone, like you said. What, and looking at the Mosul, it's very interesting. Like it sweeps around, like it mm-hmm. makes a big turn. So I can imagine wind, breeze, everything is always changing as this river is scooping around. What are some of the influences that your wine, these steep hills and the grapes are getting from the water? Well, first of all, um, uh, m- the the vast uh, territory of uh, Western Europe, uh, let's say wine areas in Western Europe, wine regions are uh, influenced by the Atlantic Ocean and by the Gulf Stream. Uh, and even the Mosul, even though it is fairly far east into, into Europe, uh, we are West Germany, Western part of Germany, bordering to France, as I mentioned. But we still have the, the maritime influence. Um, but what's uh, what's even more important is the fact that we are located on the 50th parallel north, which is almost like the cultural polar circle, if you want. So maybe not so much anymore because right. global warming has changed a lot, uh, also for our region. Um, but um, f- 50 degrees north is, is fairly north, but it's still very warm in our valley. Why? It's because the steep slopes kind of um, present... Uh, the vineyards and the salt of vineyards to the sun in, in a similar angle, like you would have on a flatland on the equator. Look, why is it why is it so cold on the North Pole? It's because the sun rays are just shining by. They don't have, really have a, a grip, not a, not an impact Great on the point. land to, to to heat it up. Yeah. Why is it so warm at the equator? Because the sun shines on a right angle, right on the uh, on the Earth, and that's what it does in our steep vineyards too. But way further north, which means in the summer we have longer days than you would have at the equator. Um, so we get long sunshine hours. We got an intense uh, sunshine into the into the vineyard because of the steepness of the hills, and then we have the reflection effect of the water and the temperature holding effect of the water body itself. Water, I mean, with water, I mean the Mosul River. And uh, when you stand in these steep slopes, um, and um, and it's a sunny day, um, it's almost surreal how how bright it is. I mean, you see the sun in the sky and you see it reflect, being reflected on the water surface of the Mosul River and it's like two extremely strong spots are pointing at you when you're on a theater stage or something. So it's really, it's like, you're in, you know you're in nature and it's all natural but it's, it's surreal. It's almost unnatural. You know, That's so interesting. Two suns and then the, 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 two, the sun two times and then, and then in, the, in, the, in the steep slope you feel it Thermics, the, the 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 warm air coming up to you from the bottom of the valley. You feel the sun shining um, so intensely in, into that steep mountain. So um, I, I I I can't think of any other place on earth where it's more sunny and and where there's more energy. Like, yeah, like in the most. Well, it's so interesting. You talk about I mean, not even being slopes, but like walls 
uh, because it's so steep. Uh, that's Nick Weiss uh, from uh, Nick Weiss, uh, the winery. You call it Nick Weiss Wines, Vineyards? What do we call you? Well, the German term for wine, estate winery is Weingut, uh, but you can say Nick Weiss Winery. That's fine, too. I mean, that's the English version. <laughs> We're going to come back, continue with Nick and Allie. It's Up and Adam in the Morning. You're home for Up and Adam in the Morning. It is the Crush 92.5. Nick Weiss, he's a proprietor and winemaker from Germany in studio. This is such a special occasion Allie, thank you so much for bringing Nick in. And of course, uh, to uh, you know, all, all the folks, we've got the well, distributor, we've got the importer yeah. here, everything. He's only here for less than a day on the Central Coast. So we had to we had to make the most of it. And I feel like your show is the best way to get the word out there that people need to oh, I feel- try these wines and experience these wines because they're completely different from anything that we have or can even Yeah begin to attempt to produce here before we get into the wines nick tell me um you are in a worldwide trip you're going all over the place tell me about your trip to the to the states where are we going what's next how long we've been here Uh, i'm going to be here for for two weeks um i i arrived in in la uh from germany and um i'm going to spend uh four days uh uh all along the california coast if you want so and uh uh, so today I'm here, and uh, on uh, on Friday I'm flying out to Las Vegas, which is cool. Uh, yeah, quite exciting. Uh, been there before. Um, I like it a lot, um, but it's not not a fun visit. It's uh, business as well. You know, I'm showing my wines there, visiting customers, and doing tastings and wine presentations. Um, and then. Um, I'm, I'm going to be there just for the weekend, and then um, I'll be flying up to Minneapolis and Paul. So the north uh, for just one day <laughs> and then i'm heading on to to the east coast to new england to boston massachusetts and wow. gonna be there for another three or four days and then friday friday night i'll be flying back to germany so so that's going to be a, like a two a, a, a two-week whirlwind trip this all US. work really i mean there's not even a lot of time for anything Maybe a little time for something here and there that you can do, or what? Well, no, really not. It's 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 work. It's work. I mean, I've been to the states for leisure uh, yeah. with my family, but uh, most of the times when I've been here, it has always been work. But it's uh, work that I enjoy. I mean, I I, I sometimes I like to say I I never worked a, a day in my life. Right, because we're very lucky so to do what we love, aren't we? Yeah, yeah what, I love cool. what I do. So. Um, Ali, talk about what went down last night. I bet these wines were an absolute hit. And then some of the wines that we have, which I know there are a lot, but I want to talk about uh, as many wines as we can because these are really, really good wines. Absolutely. Well, we were fortunate enough to have Nick up to 15C in Templeton last night. Um, we cooked up some fun artisanal bratwurst and paired them with the lineup of uh, different wines that Nick makes. And I, I'm going to let him talk about the wines, but I mean, everything from sparkling to a very affordable yet complex, beautiful profile, classic Mosul River with the acid and the minerality Riesling um, that, you know, anybody can put on your table with, with or without food, just fun and delicious to drink all the way up through the more complicated Ashley level, different sweetness levels. But I mean, that's something that I really want the listeners to understand is how incredibly complex these wines are and how beautiful they are and not to be afraid and think that they're all sweet because I'm drinking right now the Cabinet, which is on the, you know, the driest style that they do make, but it's nine and a half percent alcohol and the acid is just searing, but you can't even taste it because there's so much fruit, like Nick was saying earlier with the energy and the sunshine and everything that is makes it such a special vineyard site you can taste it in the wines 
So first of all, the sparkling Nick, beautiful, um, made kind of like Method Champenois, right? That's correct. And it's called Cuvée Clara. Um, who is this named after? My daughter. Is that? Oh, that's awesome. And then, and this is kind of a lot of the same grapes you'd see in Champagne. Uh, yes, it is. Um, it, it is so, so to speak, uh, the German version of what 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 they produce in Champagne. I, I must say, I'm very happy and proud that. Uh, my hometown, Leiven, uh, has a partnership or a friendship uh, with uh, a, a wine a town in Champagne with Le Menil sur Roger. And uh, so I, I did learn a lot from my friends uh, there. And um, a lot of the German sparkling wines are made from Riesling, which is nice. Riesling makes great sparkling wines. Um, and I do make a Riesling sparkling wine as well, but uh, for this wine, I thought as an homage, as they say to my friends in France, I should make a, uh, a wine, a, a sparkling wine with a varietal combination, just like in Champagne. But it's actually it's not quite that. It's it is Chardonnay and it is Pinot Noir, Blonde Noir. I mean, white pressed uh, Pinot Noir. And instead of the Pinot Meunier, which would be the third grape variety in a classic Champagne cuvee. Uh, instead of the Pinot Meunier, I, of course, took some Riesling, just a touch of it to give yes. it that Mosel twist. You know? Keep it OG, yeah. keep it German. Cool. Yeah. 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 German winemaker Nick Weiss is in America. He's up and at him in the morning, and he is in studio. His wines are fantastic. N-I-K-W-E-I-S. These Rieslings and more will talk continue coming up. It's up and at him in the morning. In studio, what a treat. German winemaker Nick Weiss. The brand is of the same name. He's visiting the States, and I'm just super stoked that he's in our studio and brought like a ton of his incredibly tasty German wines here. And then what was the second wine we got into? That Riesling was really good. It was like the Urban Riesling? The Urban. Yeah, yeah. pass that bottle over here. I want to look at that one That's again. That's one that we currently have at 15C. Um, just a great price point. We're going to be putting it in the wine club. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I, um, I thank you very much, Ali, for mentioning uh, the fact that uh, when it comes to German Riesling, there's so many different versions. Mm -hmm. And it might uh, sometimes uh, intimidate people or, or turn them off and say, oh, I, I, I want to know what I have and I, I, I want to know what I drink. I have my go-to variety or my go-to wine. I have my Chardonnay right. and that's all I drink. <laughs> but... Um, I must say the fascination about wine is the variety and uh, mm -hmm. especially the fascination of Mosel wine and German Riesling from from the Mosel, for example, as a wine region uh, is the variety because, um, you know, um, I make I make about 30 different wines per year and um, it's all Riesling. So now imagine you have 30 different wines that are made by the same winemaker in the same wine region from the same vintage. It's the same grape variety and everything is the same. You might think that you taste through these wines and they all taste the same. And you know what? No matter if you're an experienced wine drinker or wine taster or a wine a, a, a pro or if you drink wine off and on, you taste through these 30 wines and you can taste the difference from wine to wine. Every single wine is different. And since everything is the same, like um, everything, the origin, like the, 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 where, the, the, the wine region where it's from and the vintage and the, the grape variety, everything is the same, but still... There's a difference, and even if you <laughs> don't think much about it, even you know, in, in your subconsciousness, you know that uh, these wines are all, they're not uniform, they're not manipulated in any way, they're not produced in an industrial way. Here is really the origin that counts. What you taste has a lot of authenticity and profile and identity. And yeah. mm -hmm. It gives you a guarantee of origin and taste, and um, don't don't get 
turned off by the whole variety of different Rieslings or different German wines. It's not. It's it's nothing that should confuse you. It's it's something that should um, be appealing to you to to try to try. Do you feel more like that's a common it. misconception? Yeah, I mean, Im imagine your favorite clothing brand would only make white T-shirts. Right. You would only have white T-shirt. Everything that they sell is white T-shirt. It would be very very boring. So if somebody says, "I only drink Chardonnay," or "I only drink." Sauvignon Blanc, I only drink, uh, I don't know, you can name, name a variety, whatever yeah, sure. you want. It would get very, very boring, especially when the type of wine would be always the same, always the same 13.5% alcohol, the same kind of oak that it has, and the same kind of, I don't know, low acidity or whatever. I mean, it's uncomplicated. Yes. Is it fun? No. And Mosul wine, especially Riesling, unites two things in one. First of all, a great drinking pleasure. These are wines that make fun to drink. You, you, I mean, you empty the glass in no time, and you can. I've already. Yeah, I know. <laughs> these, these wines are low in alcohol. I mean, we're mm -hmm. talking about eight percent, nine percent alcohol. The drier wines can have a little bit more, but they are lighter than most international white wines when it comes to the alcohol content. They, they are, they're, they're easy to drink, and they're party wines. You, you can, you can drink them and not think much about it. But on the other hand, these wines also have a lot of depth. They're multi-layered. They create a curiosity or like a, um, um, you, like you want to, you want to explore them. You can start a dialogue with it. I mean, we have all these different single vineyard sites and you have wines that taste totally different, but they are grown, um, like, like a hundred yards, uh, in parcels at a hundred yards away from each other. And, uh, you have the different vintages. The wines are very, very different from vintage to vintage. And of course you never know what you get. Yeah. But what does, Forrest Gump say, um, you know, life, life box, like, of box of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Never know. And, and it's, and these wines, um, they are just fascinating because of that, that variety. So I can only encourage everybody, um, mm -hmm. go and try them out, try them out. It's like songs and on the radio, right. songs don't all sound the same. There's such a variety of music and there's such a variety mm -hmm. of wines. And Mosul wine is a great example for complexity and, and variety. I find Nick Weiss is up and at him in the morning. He is a German winemaker, proprietor. The winery is of the same name, Nick Weiss, N-I-K-W-E-I-S. He's here with Allie from 15C. The entire conversation, even some stuff that didn't make the air, will be posted online, crush925.com, and on the Up and Adam in the Morning podcast. Fantastic stuff. More coming up. It's Up and Adam in the Morning. Up and Adam in the Morning. With Adam Montiel. Weekday mornings, 6 to 10 a.m. The Crush 92.5, the perfect blend.